listening to Closer Look. My special guest is Dr. Christina Fazer, Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine with Cumberland Skin Surgery and Dermatology. And I'm your host, Frank Hammond. Dr. Fazer, welcome to Closer Look. Hi, Frank. Thanks for having me today. What do you enjoy most on a daily basis about working with your patients and helping them take care of their skin and be in their best health? We don't think about it very often, but your skin is your biggest organ throughout your body. And it's your first impression, your appearance. I treat a broad variety of conditions all day long. I do have a heavy emphasis on skin cancer. I also treat acne, eczema, rosacea. If those who have a condition that's affecting a significant area of the body, it can really be life-changing for individuals. So to know that I'm there, that I can help and make a very positive impact on someone's life really allows me to love what I do. You mentioned skin is our largest organ. What are some myths or misconceptions about our skin then? A lot of people really take their skin for granted. We think about your heart, we think about your lungs or your GI tract as some of the bigger, more important organs. But the skin, as mentioned before, it is your largest organ. It has the most diagnoses that are out there in any specialty of medicine. Taking it for granted, the skin can present a lot of symptoms that can demonstrate any internal deficiency throughout the body. So it can be a clue to something that's going on deeper inside that others may not know, or it could be the first presenting sign of a more troublesome or worrisome condition such as cancer of any type of the body. There's also the risk of skin cancer in general. I think a lot of us just, we love the sun. It's normal to want to be outside, um, thinking ways to get your vitamin D, but abusing your skin can lead to risk of skin cancer, some of which can be very deadly. There's thousands of different skin care lotions and potions. What's the best routine for basic skin care then? Of course. So number one is sun protection. I commonly advise to my patients using a sunscreen that has an SPF 50 or above. Importantly, it's to reapply the sunscreen every two to three hours, or if you're sweating active in or out of water, to reapply immediately after those times. Also, I like the zinc oxide or titanium oxide based technically sun blocks. I explained to patients sunscreens are like the screen door at home. They do allow some sunlight through. Sun blocks on the other perspective, they reflect all sunlight providing more protection. The false myth that's out there, many of you may have heard or read along the way is that SPF 30 or above is really all that you need for sun protection. I myself use SPF 100. The true fact is that the SPF 30 duration, most individuals do not apply as much or as frequently to adequately get that sun protection. Going with a higher SPF, you're protecting your skin in more ways than not. The other things that I advise are wide brim hat, sun protection. If you use a baseball cap, don't forget to protect your ears. Long sleeve protective clothing. There's many stylish new brands that are online or you can see throughout magazines that offer some sun protection built in throughout the clothing as well. It is not a substitute for sunscreen. However, it does offer some added protection, especially for those days spent on the beach or for a long period of time outdoors. You mentioned zinc oxide, and I think back to the time when most lifeguards, it's the white coating over their nose. That's the zinc oxide, right? That's how it used to be. And when I reference that to patients as well, too, I say the same thing. The technology has advanced significantly. The vast majority of the new zinc oxide-based or titanium dioxide-based products, they rub in pretty well. So let's say you wanted to get a uh, SPF 100. Where would you find an SPF 100 then? 
at any local pharmacy, retail store, chain stores, but there's also multiple that you can purchase online as well. Does skincare change if you're a person of color? Does the amount of, of melanin in a person's skin change, let's say, how they should take care of it? It does. And there's a variety of ways that I guide patients on their care. There's a myth out there that if you have any coloration to the skin, that you really don't need sunscreen. That's not the truth. You can still burn. It may not look like the same type of burn that one experiences on fair skin. However, especially with prolonged exposure, higher intensity of sunlight or radiation, that darker skinned individuals can also get a sunburn. It may be described as an itchy sensation, but it can increase in severity to blisters or even hospitalization if severe enough. You know, a lot of times when you're, let's say, in your teens, uh, early 20s or whatever, and you just you want to lay out by the pool or hang out in the lake or, or whatever it is, but you just like, you know, I don't really need to worry about that. I'm young and it's going to be fine. I may get a sun, you know, I've got to get my initial sunburn each year and then, my, then I just start tanning. Or if I'm that person who is fair skinned and I go, well, I just, you know, I just increased my freckles. Walk us through that as far as various things you need to think about, whether you're, you're younger or as you age, the effects that you may find later on because of the way you did or didn't have sunscreen on. Knowledge is power. And what we have right now is the knowledge to know the harmful long-term effects of chronic, prolonged, or intermittent intense sun exposure. Patients come to me every single day saying, I wish I knew now when I was laying out in the sun with baby oil, laying out for hours at a time, what this effect would do to my skin here. They don't like the color. They don't like the appearance of their skin. Certain bumps or lumps that come up and the development of skin cancers happen years after the sun exposure. Not just five years, not 10 years. It's, it can be anywhere from 10 to 20 years post-chronic or intermittent sun exposure, intense sunburns that the sun infects truly arise. No tan is a healthy tan. A tan means sun damage. Your skin is hurting from any type of tan that you receive. So even if you have a tendency to develop a good tan, you never burn. That chronic exposure elevates your risk for development of skin cancer in the future. I do advise that people of all ages get checked. Age does not make you immune to development of skin cancer. I have had a melanoma in a patient as young as 15, and it also happened in a patient that had darker skin. So just because you're not fair skin, light eyes, at increased risk, it's a good idea to always get checked. Depending on your age and, and the thickness of your hair, let's say, sometimes the scalp or our ears, there's just different places that we may not think about as much. But I would imagine that you've seen patients come in with an area of concern, or maybe it's just a mole or something or something else that they want to come in and have, have you take a look at. It happens all day, every day. Our hair is protective. However, with more intense radiation, we do need more protection than just sunscreen. So that's my reasoning for wearing a cap or also for wearing a broad brimmed hat. The advantage to the broad brimmed hat is that it protects the ears as well, too. We think about males who lose their hair frequently all day long. We are catching sun exposure and skin cancers that occur in the area. Due to chronic prolonged exposure, not wearing hats or not wearing sunscreen to the area. It's not just males, however. As females, one thing we forget about is our part line. It's important for females to either also wear a hat or to put sunscreen throughout their part line when outdoors. 
something else that you had brought to my attention. If you drive a lot, a lot of people have to drive, whether it's for pleasure, for vacations, or for work. Tell us about the left side, the driver's side of your body and your, we'll go, well, I wasn't out in the sun all day. I was just driving from place to place, hours to part of my territory. Of course, there are some really fascinating photographs and split face studies that have been published in medical journals, but also with a simple Google search, you can find these photographs. The biggest one that they took were from truck drivers who have spent hours on hours on end driving throughout their career experience. We don't think about putting sunscreen on when we spend time in the car. However, the windshield does not filter the UVA or the type of photo radiation that contributes to skin cancer and photo aging. Those photographs that are online, if you happen to reach out and find the article or the image are fascinating. It looks like two different individuals separated years upon years apart because that left side is taking in the vast majority of the sunlight throughout those hours spent on the road. I encourage patients if you're going on a long road trip, even as part of your morning routine to put a daily sunscreen on. It really makes a big difference. Dr. Fazer, as far as being out in the peak times of the sun, you may be out there a lot longer and it's a lot more intense during certain times of the year. We know that A, certain times of the year, the sun is much more intense, more so getting into your spring, summer, and late summer months. The most important is certain times of the day. So trying to avoid the sun, seek shade, or be very diligent about sun protection between the hours of 10 and 3 when the sun is at its peak. What if you're someone who says, you know what, we're going to go swimming today in the lake, in the pool. We're going to be in the water. So we're going to be in the water up to our neck. So the majority of our body is underwater. What's your advice as far as the the face and ears and, and the head again? I always advise sunscreen. The areas that are exposed, there is reflection on the water itself. So you're essentially getting double the sun from what's coming directly before the reflection as well as the UV radiation that is reflected. Water does not stop transmission of UV radiation as well, too. Even if you're underneath the surface, you still are getting exposure. The risk of skin cancer is something that we all may think about. Is it affected by family history or is it lifestyle exposure through work and play? We've discussed that. Does the shade of your skin make you more or less at risk talking about the risk of skin cancer then? If you have a first degree relative being mother, father, sibling, even grandparents at times that have a family history, personal history of skin cancer, that increases your risk of development of skin cancer in the future. Other things that are beyond our control include the complexion of your skin. Those with fair skin, light eyes, being light blue, light green, blonde to red hair, those who have a tendency to freckle, those who have a tendency to burn with minimal sun exposure are also at increased risk for development of skin cancer. And the other things that finally contribute to skin cancer include chronic sun exposure. So the not just one intense sunburn, but long-term sun exposure. Every sunburn you get significantly increases your risk of development of skin cancer. Should seeing a dermatologist be kind of like You know, you go in and see the dentist each year, at least on an annual basis, right? A yearly check is wise. I explain to my patients there are multiple areas that you can't see for 
men, the most common area to develop skin cancer is on the back. For females, it's on the lower legs. Patients always ask, why these areas? Why does it happen here? Because it's an area that you can't check yourself, that you don't look at every day. I frequently have patients say, I came in for this, and we find something that's actually cancerous and more concerning, while what they were concerned about was totally benign and nothing to worry about at all. A yearly check is strongly recommended. Now, as far as preparing for my visit, list of products I've used, family history, what type of things do I need to do? Ask your family members prior to coming in if they have a personal history of skin cancer. Don't stop there. Ask which type of skin cancer. It's very helpful to bring in your products because there's so many products that are available now over the counter online. It's makes a significant difference to the dermatologist if we can physically look at the products, know exactly what you're using to give guidance and recommendations. Or what's the most important thing that we should know about our skin? Protect it. I think that it's an organ that's taken for granted. It's our biggest protection against the outside world. Its job is to structurally protect everything internally from bacteria from viruses from fungal agents from any type of infection any types of damage it is our first line of defense protect your skin wear your sunscreen skin cancer can be avoided if you protect your skin christina Fazer, doctor of osteopathic medicine with cumberland skin surgery and dermatology has been our guest here on closer look for closer look i'm frank hammond